Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around Around the the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the extended version of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. Hope you're having a fantastic one out there. Uh, kids are back in school for the vast majority of uh, folks in Utah, and we're going to talk about a few different elements and, and aspects of that, what it really means and uh, things we ought to be doing, questions we ought to be asking our students when they get home, uh, not just how was your day. Uh, that one doesn't quite take you anywhere. So we'll talk about some different ways to have that conversation, to engage in meaningful conversations, sometimes even uncomfortable conversations with your kids. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll also uh, take a look at what's going on in the 2020 race, some really interesting developments going on there. Uh, new polling coming out today from CNN shows that uh, Kamala Harris is in a bit of a free fall at the moment. She got a nice bump coming out of the first debate. She had that uh, very testy exchange with uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and uh, was unable to parlay that into anything. Uh, she got a little bit of a fundraising bump right uh, after, immediately following the first debate on the Democratic side, but has not been able to parlay that into more fundraising. Uh, she hasn't been able to turn that into any real ground game. Uh, and sadly, no momentum. And this is the epitome of if you are not moving forward fast, uh, you will soon be in free fall. That's just sort of how campaigns go. Uh, sometimes people think, oh, well, you, you'll get to a certain point. It'll be kind of steady and going. It, it isn't. Campaigns are just tough. Presidential uh, elections in particular, if you aren't racing full speed and you're going forward, uh, you're you're going to be in free fall really quickly. So we'll break that down today. We'll look at all the numbers, what they mean, and how that really impacts things in, in terms of what happens uh, coming up post-Labor Day uh, as we get to another round of debates and some really interesting discussions on the Democratic side of the House. Uh, we'll also look at what uh, rumblings are happening there. Obviously, we have a big event coming up here in the state of Utah. Vice President Pence will be in town. Uh, we'll speaking, be speaking at Merit Medical talking about the economy and jobs and uh, things moving forward in in terms of uh, global trade. So that will be a fascinating conversation. We'll talk about that as we move through the program. Uh, And you want to make sure you listen to the full program today because you have to get to the end. Because at the end, I'm going to tell the vice president to take a hike. Not very often I get to tell the vice president of the free world to take a hike. Uh, But you'll be surprised at where I tell him to take a hike. 
and why I tell them to take that hike. So stay with us on that. It'll be right uh, towards the end of the show uh, before we pass it off at 3 o'clock to Jeff Kaplan, who will get you home safe and smart as always. Uh, a couple other things we've been following just in terms of the news to make sure you're up to speed and, and moving forward. Yesterday, there was a big press conference uh, with two representatives from the uh, from the House. You had Representative Omar and uh, Representative Tlaib uh, both taking their case to the American people uh, for why they were not permitted to go into Israel. And really some challenging debates uh, and some really uh, pretty fiery rhetoric coming out from the two representatives uh, here's what uh, here's what Representative Omar uh, had to say right off the bat. Denying visit to duly elected members of Congress is not consistent with being an ally and denying millions of people freedom of movement or expression or self-determination is not consistent with being a democracy. All right. So that's uh, Representative Omar. And she's challenging it from, hey, if you're really an ally to the United States, something that Representative Omar has called out in the past, is Israel really an ally of the United States? So she's been making that case for quite some time. She's been part of the protests, uh, part of the groups that have said that we need to boycott Israel, that we need to pull out of, of Israel. We need to take our money and our resources and our entrepreneurial investments and all of those things and uh, cause Israel to, to really stand on their own that way. Uh, she's also uh, very important to note. She has been reprimanded by her own party and by her colleagues in the House of Representatives for anti-Semitic remarks that she made uh, earlier this year. Uh, and so she she is in an interesting spot, uh, but it's an interesting case to be made in terms of, is this what you do to an ally? Uh, the question is, you know, who who is it and why are you making those determinations? Is it purely political that's a challenge, uh, as opposed to, hey, we think this person shouldn't be in our country uh, because of the actions that she is taking, including these protests and boycotts uh, of Israel. Uh, let me play one more uh, piece of sound from Representative Omar uh, in terms of what this really looks like, what it feels like from her perspective. Netanyahu's decision to deny us entry might be unprecedented for members of Congress. But it is the policy of his government when it comes to Palestinians. This is the policy of his government when it comes to anyone who holds views that threaten the occupation. A policy that has been edged on and supported by Trump's administration. Okay, so again, she clearly has a point of view. She clearly has her agenda uh, which which has really conflated in this instant. I think she is t- both taking on uh, President uh, Netanyahu, but she's also taking on President Trump, who she's had plenty of battles with already. Uh, so she's she's clearly got some things that she wants to say. Uh, but again, she's she's not saying them from a real sure footing spot <laughs> uh, be, just because of her actions and the things that she's done. So it, it's not quite as simple and cut and dry as some people would like to make it. Um, and then it's also interesting, too, uh, I want to play you just a, a little bit of sound from Representative Tlaib, uh, who at first was denied entry, but then when it was found out that she was going to visit her 90-year-old grandmother, then uh, then they, they she was offered a uh, limited humanitarian-style uh, entrance into the country, which would have limited the scope of what she could have done. She couldn't have, uh, you know, done been part of protests or meetings with protesters or opposition groups and so on. Uh, And so here's what she had to say. 
We all decided as a family that I could not go until I was a free American United States Congresswoman coming there, not only to see my grandmother, but to talk to Palestinian and Israeli organizations that believed that my grandmother deserved human dignity as much as anyone else does. Okay, so that's uh, Representative Tlaib. And as I said before, we have to be really careful. This is one of those beware of instant certainty. Beware of instant certainty. I'm going to say it again because it's very easy to jump to all the different conclusions depend on where you fall on the political scale or who you're supporting for president or what you think of these uh, members of Congress, what they are or aren't doing, if they're helping or hurting, if they're elevating the conversation or if they're playing a similar game uh, to what they have accused the White House of doing. So there, there's lots of space to point fingers and place blame on this one. Uh, but it is important to note that, uh, one, Israel is a free country. They can do as they please. Uh, the president, of course, can tweet what he wants uh, to uh, to tweet. Uh, I do side with the – if you have to err in a certain country, uh, erring on the side of free speech is, is always a good thing. Um, but I think you also have to look at it from a – uh, just from a pure independent standpoint, that Israel surely can do things. They don't have uh, a First Amendment that looks like our First Amendment. Uh, so it's very different. So you're you're sort of comparing apples and oranges out there. So you, you have to watch that just a, a little bit closer. Uh, and that's why I, again, repeat, beware of instant certainty. There's a lot more to these discussions to be had. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes things that go on between embassies, between countries, between presidents. Uh, and and some of these some of these trips uh, that members of Congress take some are very legitimate, very strategic, and very productive, and some are less so. And so you have to weigh all of that in. What was the purpose of the trip? Who were they going to meet with, and why? Uh, were there other things that uh, that Israel was factoring in? Again, there's just a, there's a host of things. And again, I don't care whether you you love. Uh, these two representatives, or you detest them, whether you love the president or hate the president, uh, that's not my issue. The The issue is, let's make sure we have a process. So one, we're not using politics to target. That's my biggest issue. Uh, we obviously want to promote free speech wherever we can, but because that is part of the essence of freedom. It is a driving principle of freedom. Uh, and even if that means to an ally, we have to say, yeah, you know what, if, if they can't come in and say what they want, um, then, then that's an issue. But again, it's their country, it's their soil. Uh, so lots of interesting discussion to be had there. And we'll, we'll continue to follow this on KSL News Radio. We'll continue to break it down as things continue to emerge. When we come back, we're going to jump into that 2020 presidential race. We'll break down a few of the new polls that have come out, see what that means for President Trump, see what that means for the Democrats vying to take him on in 2020. And stay with us. We're here on KSL News Radio. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. We will be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story 
the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.